This is the Chris Dunn Health and Fitness Podcast. Hello and welcome to this very special episode of the Chris Dunn Health and Fitness Show. Um, today we have a really cool guest, it's uh, Pat Divley. So uh, for anyone that doesn't know Pat, he'll jump on now soon and he will, he will tell you a bit more about himself. But um, Pat's really, uh, he's one of these exceptional people you, you, you meet every now and again. Um, Pat's at the forefront of mental health and um, ways to tackle and help your mental health here in Ireland and, and beyond. Um, he's a regular on TV. Um, he's a health and fitness guy, a nutrition dude. Um, awesome BJJ fighter, which is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for anyone uh, that doesn't know. Um, so yeah, I'm really, really excited and happy to have Pat on the show here today. On the show, we talk about well, we talk about a few different things about where his Pat's story, how he started, how he became to be and where he is, um, what techniques he uses. Um, for mindfulness and um, yeah so Pat has a cool book also Upgrade Your Life um, so if anyone's looking for somewhere to start for um, helping themselves with positive mind or, or anxiety definitely um, Upgrade Your Life by Pat Dively um, is, is a really good book you can also get him on Instagram at Pat Dively or on Facebook Pat Dively and he's definitely you could do worse things than follow this man um, so yeah we talk about Pat's trying to get he's trying to get Programs in schools, especially secondary schools, for helping teens uh, deal with life, I suppose, and uh, mental health issues. And he's got a program for that, and I believe we're going to see it in schools pretty soon. And I really hope we do because it's something that's really, really badly needed. And um, so yeah, so that's <laughs> that's me finishing rambling, um, Mr. Pat Dively. Pat, welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris. Thank you for having me. Yeah, um, thank you. Um, it's it's I'm really happy you could jump us jump on with us. Um, I know you're you're a very busy man, so uh, I appreciate you taking the time out for the for the chat. No, my pleasure. How's things? Yeah, all's good with me, Pat. Um, as you know, just started up this podcast and uh, really enjoying it. So um, I'm really happy to get you on and just uh, talk with you for a bit about your experiences with it and and where you are now and sort of how you started, I suppose. Yeah, do you want me to fire back right to the start or? Yeah, I suppose just like I don't think there's many people around anymore that doesn't know who Pat Dively is, but uh, for anyone that is out there that hasn't heard of you yet, um, yeah, it gives a bit of your background, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose without going too too uh, deep with it or taking too long, I, I was always into health and fitness and it was kind of always what I wanted to do. So from the time I was 14, 15, I, I said I wanted my own gym. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I finished school, I ended up going to America doing a bit of MMA. Uh, that was kind of what I wanted to pursue at that time. And uh, then I came back. It was a bit daft at 18, thinking I could be a cage fighter. But uh, when I was out in the States, I think I saw TRX training. I saw kettlebells. I saw all these things that weren't really happening in Ireland. And uh, ultimately came back to Ireland, moved to England for a bit, did a master's in nutrition. And then I worked in Dublin for a while in different gyms. And in the end, I came back to Galway and sort of set up a fitness camp here that became quite a big thing. Um, Started with a handful of clients that grew into a couple of hundred clients over a year. And then I started doing online courses and books and TV and radio. And uh, it's kind of been all around that the last couple of years, just trying to instill belief in people and make them feel a part of a community and just give them that kind of nudge, I suppose, to, to go after whatever they want to go after. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, I, I'm I'm pretty aware of your story, as you know. We've met a few times, and I've come to your to your seminars and stuff. Um, so for you, for me, your story is really sort of interesting for me. Um, when did it change from just fitness stuff into mindset stuff, Pat? When did you? 
uh, that was sort of a natural progression. I think I was always into the mindset stuff. I always, yeah. um, I always valued that. And I think as I worked with more and more fitness clients, I sort of saw that, um, you know, there's obviously commonalities between the people that would succeed and the people that might struggle yeah. a bit more. And the commonalities were really, you know, people had a, a people that succeeded had a goal. They had a reason to go after the goal. They broke things down into little steps. They surrounded themselves with positive people. It was more about the mindset than it was the actual physical uh, side of yeah. things. Uh, and equally on the flip side, those people that would continue to see struggle were the people that took on too much too quick, didn't want to enjoy the process, just wanted to get to the de destination. And um, I think initially I started doing small little seminars for the guys in my gym just to help them out with goal setting and the likes. And then companies started asking me to come in and present and I started doing my own workshops. And now obviously the bulk of what I do is more around the the mindset that ends and uh, and the way I see it I suppose is that if you've got a hierarchy of health everyone's obsessed with training um, yeah they think that's a be all and end all and obviously it's important but you know then people will say nutrition is more important and then people will say sleep is massively important and to me if you're considering like a pyramid of training the most important part of the pyramid is that you're happy uh in general you know you can have the perfect diet you can sleep well you can train consistently but if you don't like the people in your life if you don't like your relationships your work your day-to-day -day, if you don't feel good in yourself that's going to affect every aspect of your life so um that's really why I went into the mindset so deep. Um, I, I just want to encourage people, I suppose, to lean into things that they enjoy more and kind of tackle their fears, challenge themselves and just yeah. be const constantly in a state of growth. I think we're always happier when we're growing. Yes, so, yeah. brilliant. Um, yeah, because when I went down to your um, you had one day seminar below in Galway, I went last year. And um, for me, um, that was massive, even... You know, you go down and, and it, was, it was really strange at the start, I suppose. You were made sort of stand up, you, you know, the way it was. And you're just sort of telling your story to the people at a table that are complete strangers. Yeah. And um, you know it, you're sort of um, really comfortable with them and, and you're doing things that, that you wouldn't normally or, or think you were going to do. So, um, yeah, I think, it, I think it's trying to sort of create the same way you do with your gym. And, and it's trying to create an atmosphere where people can be themselves and can kind of take off the we're back, Pat. I think we got cut off there for a second. <laughs> I don't know what happened. No, I don't know. It was my end here. Anyway, where were we? Uh, yeah, I think I was just saying, you know, with the seminars, my big goal is to create an environment where people can be comfortable. And it's the same thing you do in your gym. And yes. um, a massive part of any kind of change is that when you try to change something in your life, it's difficult for your family and the people close to you to see why you'd want to change. And it challenges them. And so that could be one of the hardest things for people is, is they commit to making a change, but then they come up against resistance with family or friends or the people they've always hung around with. And so I think part of our job has to be to form a bit of a community where people can um, speak openly about what they'd like to achieve and where they struggle and how they're going to get there. And, and that's, that's key, I think. Yeah, I think that's what I would have found out with me. I was, um, you know, you want to go into mindset stuff, but again, you're sort of skeptical and afraid of what people around you that have been around you all your life are going to think and uh, not to judge you, I suppose, but um, it's just it's just something different. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's a massive challenge for people. Um, you know, anytime 
any, like I say, anytime we change, it's 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 kind of you can understand how it will be challenging for the people around us because they're of course going to think, "Wow, am I not good enough for you anymore? Do I not?" And they'll question themselves. And it's not even about that, but it's more just. I think it's understandable and it's important that I always tell people at the seminars and stuff like that, don't go home and start telling people how they should be living and what changes they should be making. The only way you can approach it is to be a leader and, and being a leader is about, you know, you take action on things. And if, when you start making changes and, and seeing changes, so will the people around you. And then they'll come to you at some point and say, Hey, can you help me out with that? But you should never go back and start telling people this is what you should do. You know, the word should, the word should is kind of a judgment, I think. So we should, you know, it's more about do your own thing, make the changes you think are necessary. And again, in time, people will come to you and ask, and that's a great compliment then when they do come and ask for help. Yeah. I wonder how many people come and and, and attack you saying that the husband or the wife come home saying, Pat said, this is what we should do. Alice to God, it was, you know, it was the most frequent, it was, it was huge that that's happened so many times. And, uh, I've had pe- one partner comes to the seminar and then goes home and there's world war three. And then, uh, the, 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 the partner will buy a ticket for the other partner for Christmas yeah. and they'll show up, but usually they, they leave by the end of the day, kind of having a good feel for what yeah. it's about. It's not that's about, tell- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not about, um, like I say, even for me with those seminars, it's not about telling anyone how to live. It's just kind of giving principles that have helped me and kind of saying a lot of it is just yeah. slowing down. We're so busy. Yeah. We've got a lot going on. We're constantly distracted. And so, you know, you, you can sometimes feel like you're keeping your head above water, trying to pay the mortgage and look after your kids yeah, yeah. and get to the gym. And uh, if you can take a day for yourself, even don't go to a seminar, just take a day where you've got pen and paper and start yeah. thinking, you know, what's working well? What could I change? What would I like to do if I could do anything? And just start exploring possibilities. Um, that's really what my workshops are about with a bit yeah. of guidance and facilitation. Well, I came away from your workshop that time with the pen and the paper and, and the, the book that you give us. And, and it was really a, it was a game changer for me. Like, as you knew, I was in my small gym at the time and, and it was, it was really that seminar and, and what, what we put into practice afterwards that made me make the jump into into the bigger place. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah I really uh, well, I remember following your updates and like credit yeah. to you was that you really took action on everything and, you, you know, you did the work. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of people that were in the room that didn't see massive changes. And, and, and again, maybe it just wasn't the right time for them or maybe yeah. it didn't land with them in the same way. Um, but, you know, all credit to you because you, you stay consistent with the actions and, the day is really just the day is a bit like putting together a roadmap, I suppose, and then the work that you do after is about actually going on the journey. Yeah, I, th- I think I was ready for. I think because I, I'd read a few books previous, you know, sort of mindset stuff, and I think you're expecting to read these books and automatically something's going to happen. If you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I think on that it's only the action that you put into place that's really going to make the change for you. Hello. Oh, so we're back again. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember what we were on. <laughs> well, we were. I think I was after saying that a bit. Yeah, I realized that the mindset stuff was only going to work when I when I actually put it into action instead of just reading a book and and waiting for something to happen around me. Yeah, I think something that you'll probably recognize this in people as well is that oftentimes people are looking for more and more information, and and yeah. in, information isn't necessary for most of us. We know more than we'll ever need to know. Uh, you yeah. know, you take health for an example. You've got people looking for the perfect plan, but if they did what they already knew in terms of drinking more water, eat more greens, exercising frequently, they'd see some great results. But oftentimes, kind of reading more books and looking for more information is almost like a distraction from actually doing the work. Yeah. You know, so simplifying 
in life, I think, is is one of the big things that can move us forward. Yeah, definitely. I, I think I was just going from one boot to the next and, you know, expecting something different. But when I sort of sat I, back and said, right, there was sort of all the same message in a lot of the work I was reading. And um, you just sort of had to implement what you were learning. Yeah, and I think it's a fine line between whether it's fitness or it's personal development or anything else. It's a fine line between learning from people uh, that have studied this stuff but not putting them on pedestals. And sometimes we can almost be telling ourselves we don't know anything and so we need to read more and more books. Uh, and, and it's worth giving yourself credit for how much you do know and really putting that into action. And then Absolutely. it's kind of, you know, take the actions, get to where you want to go. And then when you achieve whatever it is you want to achieve – then there's probably scope to read more books because it's always kind of, okay, what do I need next? What do I need next? What do I need next? But um, yeah, like you say, I, I'm the same. I spent years reading every book under the sun, but yeah. if I had applied everything, I'd be, I don't know what I'd be. <laughs> yeah. That's why I like your book. You seem to, you, you, put a, you sort of put everything into the one book and, and it makes you make the action because you have steps that you make people follow before they actually can carry on with the book, which I found really helpful. Yeah, um, I, I really wanted to make it practical. I, I know like an Irish audience come, sometimes can be a bit sceptical with the mindset yeah, of person. Yeah. That's kind, it's yeah. kind of changed a bit, but I wanted, to take, I wanted to take principles that I saw in America or I saw in England and, and kind of put them away, put them across in a way with stories or examples that Irish people might resonate with. And again, try to make it really practical. I mean, simple things, you know, I would always tell people it could be as simple as writing down three highest priority tasks for the day. Uh, yeah. and in a month you've done 90 things that have really moved you forward like that that's what mindset is it, it's doing Correct. things within doing things with intention it's kind of having a, a having a clear uh priority for the day yeah. it could be that simple brilliant so i have to ask you tell me wim hof where did you come across this guy <laughs> uh so wim hof um where did i come across i think a couple of years ago i was in uh, I was at a retreat in Costa Rica and there was some breath work done. And yeah. to me at the time, I, di I didn't know what it was. Uh, I, I just, I had a, a kind of awakening experience. It was incredible. I'd, I'd never done anything like it. And um, a couple of years on, then I came across Wim Hof and I went and did a week with him. And for anyone not familiar, he's known as the Iceman. He's a Dutch guy that uh, has 26 Guinness World Records for cold immersion. He's, yeah, he's got a, a breathing technique which you can check out on YouTube, and uh, which I've found great for anxiety, for kind of restoring myself physically, even after training. Um, it's just a way of meditating, I suppose. That yeah. for those of us that struggle to switch off our minds or not focus on thoughts, it's it's a nice way of of being able to meditate without judging yourself. Yes, that's how I found it. So, like, again, you introduced me to it that day at the seminar and I remember lying on the floor going, what is this man getting us to do? But, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it, was, it was a strange experience and a really great feeling. And when you were done with it, it was like, you know, whoa, you just felt felt really strange. But uh, it was, I've still been doing it every night now I do it. And um, yeah, it's something I think I'll always do. Like that, you know, you, it's kind of like you take the tools and like that, you probably came to the seminar and you, there were certain things that you probably don't do because they didn't make sense yet. Uh, so again, the seminar, like the book, is kind of about putting across lots of different ideas uh, and at different times in your life, you'll use different ideas or depending on where you're at. And um, yeah, it's great that, you know, you would take that and use that consistently. Yeah, yeah, no, I enjoy it. Um, so you're, you're big into your, your mountain hiking and, and yeah, the the mountaineering has become a big kind of passion the last couple of years, and 
I think, you know, with fitness, I always encourage people to do things they enjoy. And I think I was a bit bored at the gym. So the mountaineering appeal, it was about getting outside. It was social. It was physically challenging. It brought about travel opportunities. So it ticked a lot of boxes for me. Yeah, no, I see you've been you've been to quite a lot of them, so it's pretty impressive. Um, I, was, I thought we were going to cut out there five minutes. Oh, no, <laughs> I'm sure going myself, but um, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, the 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 mountaineering has been great. That and the jiu-jitsu, obviously, we've trained or we've, yes. we've been at the same competitions, and um, I it's I think it's important for people to reassess. You know, I think we had we had a similar conversation in terms of you know, sometimes you can get a bit complacent with the gym or you can find yourself mm-hmm. going through the motions. And it's important to always be asking yourself, I suppose, am I enjoying the things that I'm doing? Just because you enjoyed them in the past doesn't mean you're always going to enjoy them. And it's okay to pivot and to change. And sometimes as adults, we're afraid to try new things. And almost by taking up new sports, I'm trying to encourage anyone following me to kind of have that courage to you know, don't be afraid to look silly. Don't be afraid to be a beginner again. Don't be afraid to try something new. Um, yeah, and it's it. You can. Yeah, that's it. if anyone wants to try something that's that's a bit new and then put them out there, tell them to try oh, jujitsu. You know what it's like. I mean, the first six first six months, yeah. you're kind of just a, a rag doll getting beat up, and and it's it's tough for the ego and everything else. But it's it's the most hugely yeah. fulfilling, and I think mentally, it's it's something that. It's like human chess, really, isn't it? There's always something to learn. Yeah. You know, you, you come in at the start and you think you're going to use your strength and that, and you soon realize that, um, fair enough, strength is, is an advantage once you get good at it, but at the start, it's, it's not really... Yeah, and I, I've just found with the jiu-jitsu, it's the most welcoming community I've ever been a part of in terms of, like... You, yeah, it's oh, strange like that, isn't it, for people that meet each other up, yeah. how... how Humble and nice. Yeah, I've, only, I've met friends all over the world from it, and anywhere I travel, I can kind of bring my suit with me and drop in, drop into the school. Yeah. They'll often let you train for free. They'll take you out to lunch. It's just, uh, I suppose, like-minded people. Again, coming back to this idea of having a community around you that support your new um, goals. I, I I see a lot of guys in the jiu-jitsu community that like that probably grew up lifting weights and if every, everything was about ego yeah. and now they're a bit older maybe and they they want to they want to be competitive but they also want to take on a new skill set and develop themselves and challenge themselves so it's it's an interesting group of people. Yeah, no, it's great. As you know, I started I have my daughter doing it as well now, and it's, it's great for her and for her confidence as well as a young yes. girl. So um, brilliant. Then you get the, you know, at the same time you get a guy that comes in and he might be thirty or forty and he's he's so nervous about it because it's such a strange place to just be in. I suppose if you've never done yeah, it before. Yeah, it's um, again, it's one of the things that I've brought into my seminars and retreats, kind of as a, a surprise activity for people because it's it's so outside oh, the comfort zone for people. But I've not met many people that don't enjoy it on some level, um, because it, it, yeah. It's just interesting, I suppose. You you move your body in different ways. You're you're up close and personal with people, which we don't really do anymore in the modern world. Um, you've got this group of teammates. You're, yeah. It's just, look. It just makes you think. It's it's funny sometimes coming back to the mindset side of things. Oftentimes, when we do the same routines all the time, we see our problems or our challenges in one specific way. And challenging yourself, whether it's by learning a new language or playing a music instrument or doing a new sport, actually opens up your minds to different ways of looking at your problems. Um, I've definitely seen that with yeah. jiu-jitsu, you know, just having that two hours a day where I get to switch off completely uh, and not think about the future or the past really 
makes me more creative and more productive when I am working. Yeah, no, I don't understand that. Like, you, you can come into jiu-jitsu and you can have all the, the stresses of the world on you. And as soon as you step into the mats, you're just thinking about jiu-jitsu. Not, yeah, not it's incredible. Choked. It's one of those things. I think surfing, I've not done a lot of surfing, but surfing seems to be similar. It's kind of, they talk about being in flow. Um, and flow is where you're not thinking about yeah. time. It just seems to zip by and uh, you're being challenged, but not too challenged. Um, that's, you know, I always tell people there's a kind of stretch zone which is the magic zone of where we should be living in different areas. And that is don't take on too much so that you're overwhelmed. Um, and the same goes for the seminars you attend. Don't leave the seminar and go back on Monday, trying to turn your life upside down. Just focus on small improvements. <laughs> and that's what jiu-jitsu is. Every time you step on the mats, you're working on something small. Yeah. And over time, you're a very different person and a very different athlete. Yeah, definitely. I can second that. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, I've seen you recently... Uh, mindset stuff for schools, yeah. Pat. Um, is that something that you're, you're really concerned? You think it'll? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping so. I've got a bunch of schools going to um, trial a program that I put together, and the way I was looking at it, uh, like I've studied this stuff since I was a teenager. Um, like you were yeah. saying, I was the same. I read all the books, but I didn't apply much of it until my mid. We're back. We're back again. <laughs> Commercial. Uh, sorry, Chris. So we can, we can just look at them like commercial breaks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you hear me okay now, yeah? Yeah, yeah, we'll argue it again. Yeah, we were, we were saying the mindset stuff for schools. Um, something that, I mean, I have all the content there, and so I just thought it'd be worth putting together a sort of video series and meditation series um, and a workbook. And just going pilot, to pilot that in a few schools. Um, it's kind of all the stuff I wish I'd known yeah. when I was a bit younger for developing confidence and uh, understanding fear um, learning how to create stillness or create space and um, yeah the plan is basically pilot that in a few schools in September and I mean the way I'm looking at it is I, I don't work directly with teenagers so I don't know you know exactly how to communicate with them and so the only way to figure it out is to put this into schools get the feedback from the teachers yeah, from the absolutely. from from the students and just refine it over time and hopefully over the next 12 months come up with something that really can impact a lot of younger people yeah no brilliant um i me being the father of a teen i can I can vouch that they're, they're temperamental <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um, yeah Away, but I think it's a good idea, and um, you can see it just with the stresses and strains that they have at, at that age as well. If they had just something that could help them through it, um, why not? I mean, yeah, again, it's it's really about simple tools, um, nothing that's crazy, but there's kind of you probably find the same oftentimes there's things that are common sense but they're not common practice um and sometimes people might come to you and ask for health advice and you'd say you know drink more water and this and this and this and they'll say i know but there's a difference between knowing and doing and so my my seminars or the schools programs or any of these things are really about um trying to make the simple stuff sexy in some way because oftentimes people want to make it more complicated than it needs to be um there's scope for making things complex, but not before you've mastered the basics. I think. Absolutely. Well, I hope it. I hope it comes. It come, goes ahead, Pat, because I think it's a great idea. Um, yeah, but um, no, I, I won't take up much more of your time. I just want to thank you for coming on, and I uh, hope the listeners um get something out of that. Well, thanks a million, dude, and keep up the great work. It's good to see you doing everything you're doing, and you're uh, you're flying it. 
Yeah, thanks, Pat. So again, it's just following people that are a bit ahead, just like yourself and other people, and just sort of trying to follow suit and, and see where you can go. But you can do a lot with a positive mindset and a bit of a drive. That's exactly it, yeah. No worries. Well, pleasure talking to you, Pat, and I'm sure we'll catch each other soon at a jiu-jitsu competition. Nice one, Chris. Mind yourself. <laughs> See you later, buddy. Bye. Bye-bye.